Welcome to Run, Eat, Repeat, a podcast about running, eating, and healthy living with your host, Monica Olivas. Hi, and welcome to episode number two of the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. And today I'm doing a question and answer session. And I'm really excited about this because this is why I wanted to start a podcast. I really wanted to do a lot of Q&A. I kind of wanted to be able to talk in a little bit more length about running and eating and repeating and random stuff. I want to talk about that movie, What the Health, but that's another day. We'll get there another day. Today, I am answering some questions that I've received recently, and I actually tried to do a video answering all these questions a couple weeks ago, and my phone kept freezing and timing out, and just, it made me crazy, and I did it a couple of times, and then finally was like, this is not working, I need a break before I break my phone, and it kind of was the push that it just was like, Monica, you have been wanting to make a podcast since forever. I think it was like among my New Year's resolutions, if not before that. But this year I was like, I'm doing it. It is freaking June and I'm finally getting around to it. So here we are. And I also love to do these Q&As in a form that is going to be shared with everyone because I get a lot of questions via email or direct message or just, you know, in the comments of my social media. And a lot of them are similar questions. We all are often curious about the same things. And I like being able to answer kind of everyone at once because if there's any other feedback or comments or we want to start a conversation about it, we can do that. And that's where we're going. Okay, so, and actually, the first question I got in a couple of different forms, so I'm just going to pick one, and this is about Beachbody. I've seen a few of your posts mention BOD, Beachbody in general. BOD is beach on demand, I think, is what it stands for. Um, I have completed a few different Beachbody programs, and I noticed a huge difference in my strength, core, and everything. Now I'm starting to run long distance and train for halves and hopefully a whole soon. Cool. I have, a, I have trouble figuring out how to incorporate strength training into my routine. So how do you do it? Thanks. And then someone else. It, I had a couple of questions about this. Um, I am not someone that needs everything to be super completely structured. Um, I know that a lot of the beach body programs, if you choose one, a track, whether it's like the Pio or the P90X, they'll give you what workouts you're supposed to do every day. And what you should do with that, it doesn't matter as much which one you choose. It's putting that against your, you know, half marathon training plan or full marathon training plan and realizing that you're going to have to tweak one or the other. And you can't go completely crazy all in with both of them necessarily Um, if they're going to undermine your goals. So if you want to, you know, PR in the half marathon, that has to be your priority. And then you add the strength training around it. So on a either easy run day or a rest day, you can do a strength workout that's challenging on some level. Um, 
and you just want to make sure that if you're doing a long run and the day before, you know, whatever program you choose wants you to do some sort of lower body, that's not going to help you be a stronger runner necessarily and could potentially lead to injury. Or maybe you can take it. Like you are a Navy SEAL and you like to do some lower body and then a long run and then climb to the top of the Empire State Building. Like it really is dependent on you and your body. But what I do is I kind of have what I'm going to do in any given week, right? What my running is going to be. And there's usually at least one complete rest day and then, you know, a day that I'm kind of, it's an easier day and sometimes I'll take a second rest day or sometimes I'll do an easy run and some other strength training. And those are the days when I normally do some strength training. And what I'll do, what I like right now is just the 21 day fix and I'll just pick the upper body. They have one called, and this might be upper um, 21 day fix extreme. They have a power strength extreme which I like, um, and they have a core one. And I just kind of try to do things that are going to be complimentary. Like I feel like they're helping me get stronger and fitter. I think core is really important for long distance running. I have run a couple of marathons where towards the end and after a couple days after, like I felt like my ribs kind of hurt. And it occurred to me that it was because like my core on some level was not strong enough. And so my posture was really bad. Um, And yeah, so I tried to do core and upper body mainly. Um, The yoga that they have is super awesome and would complement a training plan as well. Um, And yeah, if you have specifics, feel free to reach out for sure. But I think in general, this isn't something that you have to use Beachbody for. In general, if you are doing a half marathon or full marathon training plan and you want to do strength training, look at your week and say, you know, my training plan wants me to do speed work on Tuesdays and that's a really hard day or it takes longer for me because I need to drive out to the track. So you don't have as much time to work out. But if you have, you know, an easy three miles on Wednesday, you can incorporate something that's going to help you. And that's can be whatever it can be, you know, Pilates, it can be lower body, upper body, whatever. For the most part, I think I focus on core and upper body. That's just like my personal preference. Um, but you want it to make you stronger, not break you down. And sometimes that's a fine line that you have to listen to your body. You know, definitely if you are disciplined enough to keep some sort of training log, that would be awesome too. Yeah, okay, so then there was another couple of Beachbody questions. I put them together. I think it hits them all. Okay, this question, this is a really good question too. And I kind of want to, I wanted to like dedicate a lot to this because I have been getting a lot of questions about intuitive eating recently. And um, this specifically is such a good question. Um, could you please talk about how you managed to do your Advocare and clean eating challenges without triggering any disordered eating? Thank you. And it says, from a wannabe intuitive eater. This is such a good question. And when I saw this question, my first thought was, you shouldn't do it right now. Like, if you are struggling with, you know that potentially um, 
something is going to trigger you. And it might be going on some sort of, you know, doing a cleanse, even if it's like a clean food cleanse, because you don't have to do a juice cleanse to do a cleanse. You can just eat clean, you know, cut out sugar for seven days. There are all these different kinds of options in terms of doing a cleanse. It can mean a lot of different things. And I've done the 10-day herbal cleanse with Advocare, and I've done the 24-day challenge as well. And if it's something, though, that you think, like, how, how do you deal with that triggering yourself? Then I would say that those triggers are probably still there and you shouldn't do it. Um, because I have started challenges, realized this is triggering me, and stopped. And it's, I mean, it's been a while, but when it's happened in the past too, I don't really talk about it a lot in the blog because I think it, um, it triggers other people. And it's such this hard thing because on one hand, I really want to share and I really want to be honest and transparent. Um, and I, I think I definitely am. And, you know, we all have to be responsible for ourselves. And if something is really bugging you or it takes you to a bad place, it, for whatever reason, it's not about the person it makes you feel bad about yourself, then you should shut it down. And so in the past, what I'm getting at is I have started a challenge and realized like, this is making me crazy or this, like, I just feel like I am a ticking binge bomb, like not time bomb, but I am going to binge. Um, I'll shut it down. I will, I'll just stop before I get to a place where I have to binge. And so I fail at the challenge, I've, I've failed at like a cleanse before. I think specifically I did a three day cleanse. Um, and I just couldn't do it. And so what I did instead is like, I just made sure that I ate and I ate more than the cleanse said. And it was like, whatever, but just the obsession with like, I can only eat this. I can only do this. Mate was making me just like crazy and just want to like eat a hamburger when I haven't wanted to eat a hamburger in years, things like that, that I was just like, mm. and I don't, I'm not saying I wanted to eat a hamburger. I'm saying, I know that it, there was something going on that I was like, I am just going to go off the rails and I'm in a good place. So I just stopped. Um, I wouldn't suggest that though. Like if you feel like you're still in a place where you're struggling with it, I would just always try to set yourself up for success. Always. Like whether it be with running or whether it be with eating, if you feel like, you know what, this isn't the time for me to try this, whether, you know, like a training plan, because you know, you don't have the time for it, or you're not fully recovered, or emotionally, there's a lot going on in your life, and you need to make sure that you are in a mentally healthy place versus, you know, just focusing on your physical health, whatever it is, try to set yourself up for success. And if this is something that you're just like, oh, it's going to be so hard. I'm not going to be able to do it. And it could potentially take me back 10 steps from all of this progress that I made in how I, you know, approach food or whatever. So I, I feel like I'm being so dramatic, but this like really fires me up because I never want to, um, be a bad example at all. And I think how I've personally managed it. So that was all kind of just like a disclaimer that like, if you're struggling with this or you feel like this is a bad idea, then it might be. And it's not, I, I don't know. Like you just have to really kind of listen to yourself and, and go with your gut. But for me, um, 
how I've managed it is, like I said, if I feel like it's too much, I will take a step back and I'll be like, okay, I can't do this. Um, I think that I also, I just realized, I think it was like really like this like thing that happened over time where I got less obsessed with, you know, food and, and things. So like when I would do a challenge, it was almost like because of the intuitive eating that I would just like, I would eat whatever because I'm like not making rules. I can eat cake at a birthday party. I can drink alcohol, even though it's just liquid calories. Like I can do all these things that kind of used to bug me. And being able to do that, I just kind of got like messy with my eating sometimes. And that's what would actually make me do the cleanse is realizing I was eating dessert after lunch and dinner every single day. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm in this like really bad habit of eating like dessert after lunch even, like not just after dinner. And then if I didn't have something that was dessert-ish, I would eat like, I would find something. I would eat like a cliff bar or whatever. Like it was just like, it was, it was so forced and I'm like, get it together. And so that was like my effort to just kind of get back to actually a more moderate place where I'm like, you do not need to have a granola bar after lunch just because you feel like you need something sweet. Um, it was kind of getting me back to something that was more in moderation. So I think that's always important. I think anytime you do any sort of cleanse or diet or whatever, that it should be about health. Like, and this is like a thing with me too, is like I would, when I'm doing something, I'm getting enough calories, but I'm not getting as much junk because that's what I'm trying to kind of avoid. So if I do, if I eat lunch, for example, and I am still hungry, which is like not the case because I eat a lot, but like if I were to be, like I would have something that, you know, fed me. So I wasn't like denying myself sustenance, but potentially denying myself donuts. What? Yes, how sad, right? But I don't do that that often. So I just think, um, at the end of the day, you, you want to treat yourself well. And it's not treating yourself well to not give yourself enough fuel, but it's also not treating yourself well to eat, you know, cookies in such mass quantities that they're, a whole package is gone in one day and you live by yourself and you're just like, hmm, maybe like I shouldn't buy another box of cookies until next week or something. You know, it's just like it can go one way or the other. And I think at the end of the day, it just has to be Everything in moderation, kids. I hate that because I don't like to run in moderation. I don't want to eat in moderation. But you got to try to treat yourself well in general. And that's with enough food. And that's with food that's super delicious. And then also, you know, that's good for you and makes you feel good and all of the above. So that is kind of how I handle it. And if you have specific questions on this, feel free to reach out. That's it. Okay, but not it for the whole thing because I have other questions. Um, I have a question. I read an article about overtraining and racing. So my question is, how do you know when it's too much? Um, I think your body tells you. And this is really a hard thing. And it's something that you have to pay attention to yourself. Um, I recently posted this on Instagram and I really love it. Um, if you listen to your body when it whispers, 
you won't have to hear it scream. And I said that because I have been really stressed. I have a lot going on, you know, in my personal life right now. And I have, I've felt it like at the end of every day, when I am done with, you know, whatever I'm working on, whenever I'm done with like a project or just like an interaction, like I can feel myself like super tense. And I ended up tweaking my neck a couple weeks ago. And I don't know if you guys like, um, it was kind of on a Friday, so I don't blog a ton over the weekend, but I did mention it and it was bad. It like hurt so bad. It was so ridiculous. And I went back and like started thinking like my body had been telling me like my neck was super tense and I was just like, I need a massage and I couldn't afford a massage. I was like, okay, like bitch, do some yoga. Like (laughs) there are other options that I could have done for self care. And I might not completely have been able to prevent it, but I was definitely not listening to my body. And it's those little things that, you know, our bodies are kind of telling us with running it's not necessarily an injury all the time. It could be my legs feel heavier. Like, oh, I've just had a whole bad week of running. A bad run happens and it can be dependent on a lot of things. You know, what you ate and the weather and if you're not recovering fast for any particular reason that week. Um, And so that's when it's important to keep a running log and to be able to say, you know, to yourself, like, this seems like it's, been a while before I have felt like I've had just like an awesome run and really rocked it out. Um, or even if like every day in your running log is like a huge smiling face and you're like, I am awesome. I am awesome. Then like, maybe you could challenge yourself more. I personally am horrible with running logs. Um, so yeah, I, I just try to listen. Like I'll cut back a little if I know during a run or, you know, like I'm having a really hard run And I'm like, I should head home. Like, this is going to be a death march. I'll cut it short. I'll do stuff like that. Um, But I think it's important. How do you know when it's too much? It's important to realize that you want to know that before it's too much. Because if it is too much and you get injured, you're going to be pissed at yourself. So listen to the signs. And it depends on the runner because... I know super awesome fast runners who get injured very easily when they get over, you know, like 50 miles a week. And I know other runners who are also fast and can do literally 50 miles within two days, like, or more. SR has done back-to-back marathons multiple times. I mean, the first time, I, I always talk about my friend Skinny Runner, um, And she moved, but before she moved, she was living in Orange County. And I kind of knew her from her blog. And one of the first times I saw her out on the running path, we were like crossing paths. And it was like a random Wednesday morning. I'm like, oh, how much are you doing? She's like, nine. And how much are you doing? I was like, oh, six. I was doing six total. It turns out she was doing nine out and back. She was doing 18 miles randomly. Um, And that's like, she can rack up the mileage like crazy and she's fine. And so it depends. You can't go on like what your friend is running. Um, You have to kind of find your own plan so that you're not jumping up in mileage like crazy. Give yourself a break after a race. And outside of that, try to keep some sort of log so that you listen to yourself. And it does take time to ramp up. So if you're a newer runner, you're going to have to be a little bit more conservative 
And that's important too, because you're getting to know your body. You know, you're getting to know how quickly you recover. If you, you might be someone who recovers super fast and you can just bust out a ton of mileage, but you want to be kind of cautious as you're ramping up and just make sure that you are, you know, making some progress and keeping yourself healthy and having fun at it. So if you feel like you're overtraining, if your body is telling you something, or maybe your family and friends are telling you something, they want to hang out with you more. If there's like any aspect of your life that seems to be getting a little out of whack, um, yeah, look at it. Look at, try to be impartial as you look at it a little bit. Um, okay. This is, I love your blog and I'm always excited to see a new post. I love that you run, but yes, you have a life and eat good food. I eat not ridiculously healthy, boring. <laughs> May I ask you to publish your average day's eating as I am trying to get on board with intuitive eating, but I seem to be eating a lot and in a crazy state of boredom help. Okay. Um, okay. Yes. I have been trying to post more pictures of my food. I get away from that sometimes just to, because I don't plate it well. Like I'll just eat whatever. If someone, if I'm serving someone dinner, if I am like giving food to other people, I like plate it. Like I'm fancy for myself. I'm like, whatever, like just like slopping it on the plate and like adding a ton of sriracha and it's not a good look. So I'm trying to like get better about that because I'm like, I deserve a, a nice looking plate too. Right. Um, so I'm going to start trying to do that at least once a week because I know it is hard for people to get a good idea of what to eat. And I also know that it's kind of like, there's a ton of good pictures on the internet and it seems like a lot of them or like on social media, people posting what they're eating, but it's like either green smoothies or donuts, which is kind of like what, you know, I do what a lot of people do. Cause you, you do the extremes. You do like, this is super healthy. Like I should share this. This is a good idea for people. And you also do, you know, this is super fun. Like, look at this, like most epic piece of chocolate cake I'm getting for dessert at this place. Like it's, those are the fun things. And so that's often what we're sharing. Um, so I'm going to try and do that more. I'm also trying to do more meal planning because I think it's a really good idea and it makes it easier to be healthy and save money because you're not wasting food. Um, and I feel like a lot of the meal prep ideas like don't have a lot of carbs. And as runners, like we need to make sure we have a balance on some level. So I'm going to work on this, but specifically to this person who says um, they want to get on board with intuitive eating but seem to be eating a lot, like they're nervous about if they're eating enough. Um, it is not about me and what I eat. And like what I eat has nothing to do with what you eat and what you should eat, um, specifically to intuitive eating, if, if this is like an issue for you. So um, comparison, it's dumb because you don't know potentially how much I ran that day. Or if you do, like, it doesn't mean you even need to run that much to be able to justify eating what I eat or vice versa. You know, it's just like, it doesn't, this is the opposite of intuitive eating is kind of eating what you think you should based on X, Y, Z, some rules that you made for yourself or someone that you're trying to, you know, follow what they're eating or things that you want to eat or think that you should eat or all of the above. So I would say definitely listen to your body. 
the whole point of intuitive eating is to eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. So if you feel like you're eating because of boredom, find something else to do. And I think one of the big things with that, that we kind of get wrong is that if you're eating because of boredom, but you give yourself something unpleasant, like give yourself something fun to do. And it's hard to find something that is as fun as eating. Hello. Like I would rather eat. Like if I want a snack, I'm excited. I like to eat. I want this delicious snack. And I'm like, no, I'm just eating because I'm bored. I'm not hungry. Okay. Instead, I'll what? Like wash clothes? No, I need to do something that is relatively as fun as eating. And that is hard to do. I admit. So try to find something that you think is fun like eating, um, might not be as fun, especially as eating a donut. I don't know what this fun is that, but, um, something that's enjoyable that you like to do that is kind of just like potentially like just indulgent, especially if you're going to eat something just because you wanted to taste something good and just kind of was indulgent. It was just like chocolate or a treat or something, do something that is the equivalent, watch whatever trashy show you want or you know, look up whatever website that you think is just like funny and you just laugh at it. I don't know. Do your nails, call a friend, text your friend funny things. I love that. I love texting friends. Um, but yeah, I don't have any good ideas right now. I'm caught off guard, but, um, I would say if you feel like it sometimes comes from boredom, give yourself something else to do, but try to make it something that is fun. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe this is fun and you guys have to send me more questions so that we can keep doing this. It's for the cause. Join the team. So if you have a question for me, email me at runeatrepeat at gmail.com and or check out runeatrepeat.com and I, you can always contact me there on social media. You, you know where I am. You know, you know where I am. But subscribe and review and do all those things. I'm just starting this, so I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Um, So I know I'm supposed to ask you to subscribe and review and run, eat, and repeat. And so I appreciate your time. Thanks for hanging out with me. I hope you had a good time. And I will see you next time. This has been Run, Eat, Repeat, a healthy living podcast. For more information, check out runeatrepeat.com. Thanks for listening.